Hey, and welcome back to the DC Beer Show. Thanks for joining us again. I'm Richard Fawal, and I am here with my friend Michael Stein. Hey, Richard. Hello, fans of good beer. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good beer. All right. So this episode, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about an interesting thing happening in the District of Columbia. We're going to talk about some events coming up over the next week to kick off Pride Week in the district. And then you're going to hear my interview with a couple of folks... Justin and Julie, who Adam and I have run into at a bunch of brewery events around town and got to know them a little bit. And we thought it would be fun as our interview to bring in actual, just regular, everyday craft beer and brewery lovers. Uh, We talk so much to brewers and marketing people and executives in the brewery world uh, that that we thought it would be great fun to bring in just some folks who love beer. And I had a blast, a blast talking to Justin and Julie. So that'll be the bulk of this episode. But before we get there, Michael, why don't you tell us what's going on in D.C. that our listeners need to know about? Absolutely. Thanks, Richard. Staying hyper-local, I wanted to talk about one piece, one news item uh, that actually came down the pike on Monday, May 6, 2019. Mayor Mira Bowser introduced the Manufacture and Pub Permit Parity Amendment Act of 2019. That sounds long and boring, but to cut to the chase, the legislation has a bunch in it for breweries, uh, wineries, distilleries, as well as cideries, but the legislation addressed a gray area and gave clarity by exempting district residents who make beer or wine in their homes from licensure. So as long as you're not selling your home brew or your homemade Chateauneuf du Pop, You are good. You are cleared by the mayor. Um, But also important, the proposed legislation allows holders of wine pub and distillery pub permits to ship products directly to district residents. Breweries are already permitted to do so. But it's really interesting to see this direct sales coming in, especially now that Amazon has hired or is hiring an alcohol industry lobbyist. They see distribution as as a middleman who could be cut out. So there is lots percolating, a lot of bubbling taking place in the brewing on that coffee pot. Uh, Also on the site, our editor, Jacob Berg, talked to Matt Humbard from Patent Brewing Company. And Patent is really unique in that they are a fermentary. So they take unfermented wort and they turn that into beer. So they're really focusing on fermentation. They're one of the only ones in the region, uh, one of the only ones in the world actually to do this. The Belgians have a long history of it. But Matt is also a scientist and he's specializing in yeast analysis. So he's going to talk a little bit uh, during the interview. Um, Check out dcbeer.com to to read on. We have another interview forthcoming with Amy Liebling, who's the marketing and events at Switchback Brewing Company. And Switchback was one of the hottest and most talked about breweries at Saver. You might have had a chance to meet Amy if you were there. Um, Switchback presented their Flynn on Fire series that had people just raving about their Saver offerings. Finally, the last bit of news, I heard from a trusted source last week that Aslan's Alexandria facility is close to opening. They had discussed a Father's Day opening, so we'll see if that comes true. We'll keep you posted. Check out all the news on dcbeer.com. All right. Thanks for that update. Uh, Interesting things happening in the district regarding distribution and that Amazon connection is going to be something interesting to watch. The property values have already gone up in Crystal City. (laughs) Seriously. I believe it. I believe it. All right. uh, Let's see. What's going on in this coming week? We're going to talk about Pride Month uh, and particularly the first week of Pride Month. Pride Month is June, uh, so it kicks off Saturday, and a couple things happening on Saturday. First of all, at 
Red Bear Brewing Company in uh, right by the Noma uh, Metro Station, mm-hmm. right next to REI. Red Bear, as you may know, is the I think the only gay, completely gay owned brew pub brewery in the uh, pretty much the region. Um, yeah. So they're going to be doing a lot of activities for Pride Month. The uh, first thing is they're going to be doing a Pride Yoga Party uh, on Saturday, June first, mm. starting at 10 a.m. for an hour. Check that out if you're into the yoga thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that night, Saturday night, the second annual Friday night kicks mm-hmm. off at Port City uh, Brewing Company. They're basically going to have live music. They're going to have outdoor games. They're going to have activities uh, all in conjunction with the Alexandria Arlington Gay and Lesbian Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a portion of all sales will be donated to support AGLA's mission. So if you're around Alexandria uh, on Saturday from noon to 11 p.m., mm-hmm. enjoy the second a- annual Friday night at Port City. Uh, and then uh, next week on Wednesday the 5th, back to Red Bear for uh, the LGBTBBQ roast. <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, there's a it's a comedy, comedy thing which right. they do every month mm-hmm. at Red Bear. They have a comedy night, but this particular com- comedy night is going to be supporting the Trevor Project uh, to end suicide among gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender, transgender and queer young people. Mm-hmm. So uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. That is Wednesday night at eight o'clock. It is free. And then the last thing we want to tell you about is DC Brow and Washington Blade are releasing their Pride Pills uh, with a beautiful label designed locally. That's Thursday, June 6th at the Dacha Beer Garden in Shaw from 6 to 9 p.m. 100% of the profits of these can sales benefit the Blade Foundation and SMYAL. Smile. Smile. So, yeah, head on down to Dacha Beer Garden on Thursday uh, Starting at 6 p.m. Great ways to support the LGBTQIA community, both at Red Bear, at Port City, and with DC Brow at Dacha. And there'll be lots more happening over the course of the month, and we'll keep you posted on that. Now let's dive right into this interview with Justin and Julie. You're really going to enjoy this. Uh, they're a great couple, and they love beer. And it's great to hear the story about how they met and, and how beer has been a big part of their relationship uh, is, is really fascinating. Thanks so much. Glad you got outside the industry. Hey, brewery lovers. This is Richard. I'm here with Julie Erickson and Justin Berlin. I got to tell you the story of how I know these guys. But first of all, thank you guys for being here with me today. Sure. Happy to be here. Great. Um, So here's what happened. Uh, Adam and I, and you all know Adam if you listen to the podcast, Adam and I were at the Red Bear Brewing Company opening, which was packed immediately lines out the door. Uh, And so everybody was sort of crammed in. And Adam and I got there really early. So we had this great seat at the bar. We had our couple of beers. And as we got up, there was this this cute couple behind us sort of lurking just like – we were like, oh, you want the seats? Yeah, sure. Here you go. And uh, we gave them the seats uh, and, and exchanged some pleasantries. And we went on our merry way. And then, like, the next day, mm-hmm. was it the next day? Yeah, yeah, it was totally the next day. We were at Hopfest, and we ran into uh, Justin and Julie again. And we had a great conversation about beer and uh, and going to breweries. 
And I thought, you know, as much as time as we spend on this podcast, like talking to like brewers and 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 brew, you know, beer historians and all these sort of high level folks, we don't spend a lot of time just talking to people who just freaking love beer. So I thought it would be fun to bring Justin and Julie in and just talk a little bit about loving beer. So let's get started. Let's get right into it. Now, I want each of you to just sort of tell me how you came to a love of craft beer pretty quickly. So, Julie, let's start with you. Sure. So, my story is kind of simple. I basically started at the Firefly Music Festival. Um, I think that there wasn't a lot of great beer options. So, I ended up kind of in the dogfish head tent there that they had a lot of craft beer available and um, started to develop a taste for 60 Minute. So that was kind of the first, I feel like, craft beer that I really, truly loved. And having lived in Arlington, Virginia at that time, I started to frequent a bar called Satellite Bar um, in Clarendon. And there they had a lot of really interesting options. And I started to understand that there's like a lot of craft beer out there that I didn't really know existed prior. So um, from there... When was that? That Just was to put it, put, put it in a timeline. Probably 2009 or 2000. Okay, it's so like 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow, okay. Because then we met in 2012. 14. Oh, shoot. <laughs> 2014. And yeah, and then that is kind of, I feel like, when my beer love went to another level. All right. Well, explain how her beer love went to another level by meeting you, Justin. Yeah, uh, my my. As an aside, my nickname is is JJ for reasons that don't need to be exclaimed here, and I kind of have a tendency to go overboard. So our friends say that it's going full JJ. So I made Julie's beer love go full JJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went to University of Maryland, and you know, you're also from this area, right? You're both, yeah, both you're both sort of born and raised around yeah. here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, I represent more DC and and Maryland, and, and Julie's more Northern Virginia. Yeah, go so, Cougars. So we got, in high school. <laughs> yeah, go, go Rockets, RM. Um, yeah, so when I was at Maryland, you know, ubiquitous parties, house parties, you know, whatever, they always have some, um, you know, not so great beers. And being 18 and looking to, you know, enjoy the social life there. I, we do not condone underage drinking here. Uh, you know, at, eventually I turned show. 21. Yes. And, yeah, and, and that's when I started trying to, to, to choke down whatever commercial brews they had. And so it sort of got me, got me drinking beer and developing a taste for beer, basically. And then I ended up working for my buddy Andy at his wine bars out in Montgomery County, the Wine Harvest. And they have a lot of craft beers, beers on tap. And he was sort of like a guru to me, expanding my palate. And uh, eventually I ended up in San Francisco and decided while I was out there I was going to pick up homebrewing as a hobby. Nice. And so I've been doing that. I'd, I'd sort of fallen into a lull when I moved back east until Julie and I met, and she was also into beer. And so eventually she said, hey, why don't we start doing that again? We did. And actually a version of, of this one that we brought here, this watermelon beer, was the first one we ever did together mm. uh, in like the summer of 2000. It's probably the next summer, summer 2015. Yeah. And we just started, you know, I hadn't really gone and checked out a lot of breweries before Julie and I got together. And at some point we just started going to more and more. And we said, hey, we should keep track of what we've been to. And we keep a list. It's not 
totally chronological all the way through, but we've logged like 150 or 257 different breweries. 257 different breweries. And that's just labels. Like, for example, we've been to three Oscar Blues. Oh. Or two Oscar Blues, I think. Yeah. We've been North Carolina and, and Colorado. I th- Colorado. I think they only yeah. have two. But or Austin. We've been to Austin. Oh. And th- just those two. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Okay. But but so th- so it's only one on your list. So that's right. only one on the list. So right. it's really more locations. Wow. Than that. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And you guys, your first date was over beer, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We met on a, a web app, and um, we just decided to meet. You know, somewhere convenient to both of us happened to be District Common, and uh, they were doing an Oscar Blues branded event there. If you got their beer, you got the pint glass. We still have those pint glasses today. All right. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That's super exciting. So now you guys are brewing beer together, right? So let's talk a little bit about what we're drinking and and, and, and your home brewing uh, experience and, and what you like to do with home brewing. So what am, what am I drinking right here? So uh, this is a, uh, a sort of a take on the Heller High Watermelon from 21st Amendment, San Francisco beer that I enjoyed while I was out there. Um, we have a friend who just is is nuts for it. But I don't like just doing someone else's beer. So I took right. my own take on it. We put a little rye in instead of just doing straight wheat. Now, we are on a on an extract system, but we do mash a lot of specialty grains, probably more than I should. <laughs> um, but uh, we use red wheat instead of regular wheat uh, in addition to the wheat extract. Why? Um, just for like a different color, a different take on it. Okay. Um, with the rye, I think that it gives it like a little bit of that multi note, gives a little bit of edge with the spiciness. A lot of it does get covered up by the watermelon, but we use all real watermelon. We just cut up whatever size watermelon we get. We chunk it up and throw it in the freezer overnight and then defrost it for a little bit of sanitation. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't want to like deal with the, you know, caramelization of sugars by boiling it. Try to want to keep that that okay. um, flavor pure. And then I always like to add something different. So one year we did basil, you know, like a basil watermelon. There's a, a restaurant, and it might have been there when you were living out there too, Brenda's in San Francisco. I do not remember it. So it's Where like, is it? It's on, um, I want to say Polk Street, but it's like right near the, the federal courthouses mm-hmm. and everything, right by where I went to school. It is a French soul food. It's New Orleans food. And they do a watermelon sweet tea there that, like, just got me hooked. Mm. So this is sort of an homage to them a little bit in that sense. Nice. Well, it is definitely flavorful. And uh, it's different, which is nice. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, you know, it's not just like a, hey, here's my pale ale. Right. (laughs) Hang on. I'm going to take a big swig. Yeah, I feel like that is definitely Justin's influence. He can't do anything. I feel like just the plain sort of way. He likes to always add something new. So... You said this is probably like the third time we've done this recipe. This is at least the third time. We did the base mall or the base beer once um, over that summer in like 2015. And then in like 2016, we did the next year and we added the basil. And then this year we did about 50 bags of, of Lipton black tea as like a cold brew and then added it in secondary. Yeah, nice. and this is the closest we've gotten to doing the same recipe more than once. It's the and if only we don't one. even yeah. do it exactly the same every time. <laughs> wow. So there's black tea in this. Mm-hmm. Just straight Lipton. All right. Nothing simple crazy. black tea. Yeah. All right. Trying to get that cool. sweet tea kind of vibe to it. Nice. Nice. The watermelon flavor comes through really nice. Uh, yeah. The carbonation is great in this. Very mm-hmm. refreshing. 
All right. Yeah, we went a little overboard with the watermelon this year. I think the recipe we were looking at called for like seven or eight pounds. That's what we've done in the past. Yeah, but we had a 12-pound watermelon, and we were just like, we're going to throw it all in and make it extra juicy for, you know, something refreshing this summer. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was a good call because it's definitely refreshing, and the rye gives it a nice little spiciness mm-hmm. that keeps it from being too sweet. Yeah. So cool. it's done. You got a name for it? You know, so the first, the last one we did, we did something really really silly with. I, I worked at the courthouse here in D.C., and every Wednesday we used to wear bow ties. And I was like, eh, basil, watermelon, bow tie Wednesday. That's what we used to call it. So we just called it bow tie Wednesday. I guess this is be tie Wednesday. I don't know. We don't really have much of a name for it. <laughs> this one, though, right. the other one that I brought, um, I actually started with a name, and then the beer came afterward. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So every year, my father's from Louisville, so every year we throw a big derby party. Mm. And this was the first one. We just bought a, a place in Trinidad in October. And so this is our first, you know, one of these parties in the new place. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, so we made both of these for that for that event. But this one came first, and we realized that this year the derby was on Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Mm-hmm. So I started with a Star Wars, a really obscure Star Wars pun. This is my geekiness coming through. Mose Eisley is the mm-hmm. is the town on Tatooine. Sure. Okay, <laughs> where where you know controversially maybe you're not Han shot first. So I call this Mose Ice Tea. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's just a weird pun. Um, so it's all wheat, um, but we do a lot of different wheats in there. So there's wheat extract, flake wheat, red wheat, white wheat, and uh, we added in uh, lactose in the boil. Uh, 26 bags of um, Earl Grey, which instead of doing as a cold brew, we steeped in the flame out. And then we ended up getting honeysuckle from, you know, that, what is it, Bizarre Spices here in D.C., mm-hmm. some culinary honeysuckle, and did a cold brew with that and added some of that. Yeah, too. bergamot, honeysuckle, wow, and a lot of wheat, huh? A lot of wheat, yeah. All right, and lactose. And lactose. So if you're if you're gluten free and <laughs> lactose intolerant, this not, is not, not a, a beer for you. We we had to label it. So Julie was very very conscious about letting party. people know at the party what you know that it had yeah. milk sugar in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's nice. Gotta look you. out for your lactose intolerant friends. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's give that a try. Okay. And in the meantime, while we were opening that up, I want to remember now: two hundred fifty-seven breweries. You said how many states? Oh, God. Um, definitely California, Hawaii. I'm sort of ma- working my way backward. Mm-hmm. Three Te- countries. Texas. Oh. Yeah, Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. Okay. Um, you haven't done the Europe trip yet, huh? We haven't. We are. Um, we were going to go to Santa Fe and Albuquerque a couple months ago. That fell through with the, the weather that came through that area. Um, mm. We've been to Asheville more times than but, I yeah, 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 can yeah. count. Um, Florida. South. So, Georgia, I mean, you know, most of the East Coast. So do you guys, you guys, okay, so I mean, I, I cut you off. No, but, okay. Oh, wow, this is a tasty beer. Wow, that's really nice. Nice. Mm, I mean, it's a lot of wheat. Yeah. Um, but it's got a nice bitter to it. Yeah, we did do some dry hopping there. I can't remember the bill, but I think right. there's a lot of citric cascade mosaics yeah. like that. All right. Um, okay, I interrupted you uh, yeah. because what I wanted to ask is do you guys – do you do you plan travel around breweries or do you plan travel and there's a brewery almost everywhere you go now. So are you thinking like, hey, let's go to Hawaii. I could use a week on the beach. And while you're there, of course, you're going to go see breweries. Or are you like, hey, look, there's a brewery. Like we got to go here. Um, or is it like a mix? I would say a mix. I think it's a mix too, yeah. Yeah. So we've done trips that have been very brewery heavy, like Asheville, for example. Sure. I feel like it's hard to 
not. Yeah. <laughs> and also, we've done now two summers in a row. We've done northeast sort of loop. So going through Vermont and Maine and New Hampshire and Connecticut. And I feel like those have also been very beer focused. Um, but we do try to mix it up every once in a while and sure. do a trip. Like when we went to Mexico, we actually were there for two weeks, but we only went to two breweries while we were there. Two and or three, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Some good stuff in Oaxaca and in Mexico City. Yeah. So we try to not always make it the focus, but sometimes when it's the focus, we're not, you know, we don't shy away from it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, why would you? This last summer was pretty nuts. Both of the last two summers we've had, we've had weddings. So, right. So that's sort of like we built the trips around that. You guys are at that sort of wedding age, I guess, where... More or less. Yeah, more or less. We um, look younger than we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last year, we did... Um, what, what did we do? We did two weeks, and we started up, um, went through... We stayed in Rhode Island, and then um, New Hampshire near, um, near Portsmouth, and then Portland, Bar Harbor... Montpelier, Burlington, and then up into Montreal and then back down to Dartmouth for the wedding. And I think we counted it was something like eight – I think it was 13 – 18 days and like 30 breweries. And then it was just new breweries. There was ones that we did from the year before wow. over again. Um, and uh, when we went to Canada, we realized we weren't sure – I haven't driven across the border ever myself. Mm-hmm. I'm being the driver. Right. So I don't know what the security is going to be like going over there. But I just realized at some point that we have a commercial gross because we had something like three or four cases of beer at that point. <laughs> and so we're like, I don't know what we're going to do with this. We found a climate-controlled um, uh, storage place. And we're like, we went in. We didn't want to tell them we were storing beer because they didn't know what the rules were. Around. <laughs> we just wanted to skirt it out. So we just told them, like, we're thinking about moving here. We got some stuff. We're staying at a friend's place. They can't take all our junk. We're just going to put it here for a little while until we find a place. We locked it all away and then went through security. In coolers with, in like coolers with ice. ice and I think it was just regular was ice. Just regular? Yeah, regular ice. But we, um, we ended up going through uh, the border with, you know, I don't know, like 12 cans or something. Just something sure. to, to bring with us. And they didn't care at all. They didn't care at all on the way back. <laughs> and um, it was only we, sixty bucks, though. So I feel like it was, it was a good bucks? investment yeah. to not have to worry about crossing the border with an illegal of amount of yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, we came back and like emptied it out. We just dropped out the keys. We're like, we found a place. See ya. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Pro tip. <laughs> that is yeah. definitely a pro tip. Definitely. So. All right. What are your having been to two hundred and fifty-seven breweries? I want to, I want to get a sense of what your favorite, what some of your favorites are outside of the area, and then we'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. some of your favorites local. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and you guys can definitely have different favorites. <laughs> yes, I will say a shared favorite of ours is definitely Burlington. Brewing Company? Burlington Beer Company, yeah. Beer Company. I always mm-hmm. get that wrong. In Vermont? Burlington yep. Beer Company, yeah. It's not actually in Burlington. I think it's in like Winooski or, or Williston, but yeah, close. Yeah. Okay. I think part of it is that they do our favorite style really, really well. And I that feel is? Like, I feel like it's New England style IPAs mm-hmm. with some interesting additional like fruit element or yeah, herbal yeah. element or something unique yeah. to they make it They just nail fruit in beers. I mean, just completely. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fruity IPAs, huh? Yeah, and then also gozas, and you know, we like sour beer. We don't really have a one style that we only go to. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And I think the thing that they do so well at Burlington is that the fruit is so subtle; it's almost like an aftertaste in your mouth of fruit. It's not like overpowering like our watermelon beer right now. It's not like <laughs> that level right. of fruit, you know. It's right. 
it's like you still get all the characteristics of the hops and and you know the beer that you're looking to enjoy but then there's just like this afternote of like this fresh fruitiness that um, I feel like hasn't been matched in that category. And that hit us, I think, so hard also because we had no expectation. I mean, we knew, we'd heard of Foam. We'd heard of Alchemist. We you know, we were familiar with Hill Farmstead. We went up there. But Burlington just sort of was like, oh, Burlington, supposed to be good. Let's go show up. And then we just were blown away. So this year we ended up getting a case just from them. Wow. We liked it so much from the first year. All right. Yeah. What else outside I, the area? I love just experientially and also for the beer, Jester King. I, oh, I mean, that was Austin, Texas. Favorites. Yeah. Uh, we went out there last February. We we made it somehow to Austin. We, we showed up at the gate and only one of us had a ticket. Oh, and, uh, that was my a, bad. Yeah. We had a, <laughs> um, but it worked out well. And um, we ended up driving out to Hill Country the first night mm-hmm. and doing um, – I spent some time out there. So I went to – I, w- I took her to Salt Lake uh, to start off with. And then on the way back into town, we stopped at Jester King. And we liked it so much that we went out – at least one more time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just... And a, it was not convenient at all. No, 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 no. no. It's, no. Not, it's not convenient to no. Austin particularly. Yeah. I mean, no. it's just... But yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it was just gorgeous. I mean, we love... We've gotten way more into interesting, you know, um, fermentation setups and, and, and approaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they have a great tour if you ever go there. They have that, you know, cool ship that you... It's got the the sort of arced ceiling above it right. and they actually let you touch it and they're like, oh, you're a part of the beer now because like, whatever <laughs> you had on you is now going to be in there. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I think that was the first time I really appreciated the cool ship aspect of brewing. I hadn't really seen that, I think, before, especially on a tour. So that was really unique. Yeah. yeah. And then our, I think our overall both beer and experiential favorite or at least – up at the top is probably Maui Brewing Company. Mm. So really, yeah, it was way more than we were expecting to get. So Julie, I assume that this was in Maui. In Maui, yes, yes. <laughs> Just to make sure, Julie's sister uh, ended up buying a place on the side of Haleakala in Maui. So she has a little farm there. She does apiary beekeeping and and sells goods all over. And she's also, I think, still doing a little bit of of uh, photography around. So she moved out for you know all those things. And the first year that she was out there, Julie's parents said, like, we all want to go. We're going to get a condo and and you can, you know, stay on the pullout. And it just sheer luck. It was a six minute drive from the Maui Brewing Company production facility. So we get there and we're a little jet lag. And we have nothing better to do. So we just say, hey, we're going to go over to the Maui Brewing Company and do the tour real quick and hang out and we'll come back. And. We were just blown away by the sheer breadth of stuff that they had. I mean, 30 or 40 different beers they had on wow. tap. And all sorts of really cool stuff that they were doing. Um, they had uh, a triple IPA there called Jaws. And they were selling, you know, it was just walk up, get as many as you want, you know, short pours. As an addendum to that, on the way back uh, to the to D.C., we stopped and spent five days in Northern California. Uh, and I was excited to show Julie, you know, all my old stomping grounds. We hadn't been together yet. And Tornado. We, yeah, Tornado <laughs> for sure. And we ended up going to um, – we flew in into Oakland, immediately drove to wine country, and the right. next day we woke up and went straight to Russian River Brewing sure. Company. And sheer luck, there's a line out the door before they've even opened. I'm like, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something going on. It turns out they had just ended the three-day Pliny event, uh, and they had leftovers. Wow. So we waited 20 minutes, got in, got a table, and were able to get Pliny. So to compare those two – Pliny was great, but 
the Jaws at Maui Brewing Company was just as good. We didn't have to wait in line. And then they had 40 other beers that were also delicious. Amazing. So it was pretty awesome if you ever get out there. All right. Yeah. And I think we maybe had not expected a whole lot either because when you see Maui Brewing Company in the stores here, there's maybe three or four options. Sure. There's just not that much that makes it to the mainland. So that was Especially nice the surprise. East Coast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like all the way from, from Hawaii to... Yeah. You know, here is yeah. a lot harder. There's probably more in L.A. and San Francisco. But yeah. 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 And it also, I think it shares something with, with Jester King in that it's very much focused on their, like, you know, terroir to the extent that beer right. has terroir, whereas mm-hmm. like, everything is from Maui. Everything is from Hawaii. They're not bringing ingredients in from elsewhere. Well, that, that matters. Really cool that, that actually, mm-hmm. I mean, that terroir uh, aspect of of making beer actually matters. And, and I've seen a lot more breweries focusing on that. I mean, you look at look at um, Flying Dog, for example, working with the University of Maryland to try to develop hop strains that mm. will thrive in Maryland. Um, and a lot of the breweries around here are now trying to source as much locally. I mean, there's always the farm breweries that, that do right. that, but a lot mm-hmm. of the other breweries are now trying to source a lot of that, uh, a lot of their stuff locally. Yeah. So, it's, so it's interesting. And, and, and I, I have to believe that Everything being grown in Hawaii affects the flavors, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, as compared to, you know, a, a Michigan beer, for example, right? The climates totally. are completely different. So that yeah. does impact the flavor. So that's really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Another one I would mention is Burial in Asheville. Love Burial. We just can't get enough. And I feel like the pineapple, not to focus exclusively on fruit IPAs, but the pineapple IPA that they have. They is... did a pineapple bread with lactose in it. Oh, and I had never wow. really, we had never screwed around with bread at all. And uh, we came back and immediately decided to do that. Um, this is probably, I don't want to say it was a fail, but it, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it could have been executed better. I guess I didn't really do the research on because we actually did this for our derby party last year. Hmm. We called it Brett on the Ponies. I'm, oh, big, nice. on, I'm big on terrible puns. Um, <laughs> but we did it with mango instead of with pineapple. pineapple right. And we were sitting there like shaving mango. I should have made it like three months before I did. Because we didn't have uh, the time. to. Yeah. Like, I didn't think about sort of that, that fermentation period for, for Brett. Brett. Yeah. And so I mean, for the party itself, it definitely the character came through and it was really good and it wasn't too messy. But like it's – there have been some, some – blowers <laughs> when you open up the <laughs> bottle later on yeah. just making a total mess around from that particular batch and then mango yeah. itself we didn't think about how hard it is to work with right but it really like messes up your hands yeah can, there's like that oil i guess on the skin right. that yeah that's true yeah. we suffer for our art <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fantastic okay what about local let's talk local <sighs> give me um, three I each mean, so <laughs> in the city we have a soft spot for Hellbender. Yes. Yeah. Tell me why do you have a soft I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of Hellbender, so yeah. I'm not challenging you. Yes. But tell me, what, where does that soft spot come from? So I will just say that for me, they do a lot of different styles, and they do them so well. Like, when we first went there, there was nobody in the tasting room, and some guy was like, hey, do you want a tour? And he basically just gave us a personal Some tour. <laughs> he worked at, at the brewery, but I don't know if he was the owner or brewer. I have no idea. But he was very lovely. And he gave us this whole tour, which I was so impressed by because we had never seen um, the 
mechanisms that they use for brewing. It's like very specific, I guess, to Germany. Justin probably could explain the it. mash tun that they use. That, they're, 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 wait, the filtering thing? Yeah, yeah, they the have, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. They have an amazing. It's right. now there's two in the area when they opened. Oh. Yeah, there's another brewery out on the eastern near the eastern shore. Um, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Chesapeake. There's a there's there's a brewery out, uh, out that, that uses a similar system, but yeah. there are only two I've ever seen. Yeah. And Hellbender was the first. That right. so what we're yeah. talking about for the listeners who don't know, you yeah. should go back and listen to the Hellbender episode of the Brew Dad. Well, of DC Beer Show. It used to be the Brew Daddies. It's like the second or third episode. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, was was at Hellbender. Um, but it, but what we're talking about here is they have this filtration system that essentially. Um, runs their wart through this, it's like a caterpillar <laughs> looking yeah. thing, you know, and it basically squeezes all of the wart out of the grains uh, right. under under pressure and it significantly increases what they get out, the, the, the utilization that they get yeah. out of their wart. Anyway. But they had some really basic sort of, be- not basic, but just very classic style beers the first time we went. And it was like a, a red... Ale, a, an IPA. I just remember thinking that there wasn't anything fancy about them, but they were just so well done. Right. And that was kind of our first experience with Hellbender. And I think since then, they've gotten maybe more experimental with their beers mm-hmm. and they've kind of branched out a little more. But it just has been consistently, I feel like, really high quality beer. Yeah. I mean, so we do, especially in this, we've done a lot of weird adjunct and, mm-hmm. and different ingredients, but like they seem to be sort of hitting in the classic style, like really hard, really well every time. Everyone's friendly there, and um, yeah, it's, it's been great. pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well, we're we're big fans of Hellbender here uh, nice. at the DC Beer Show. So, what else you got? I mean, we go to Three Star probably more than anything else because of the homebrew store. And sure. Their beers are great, um, and it's nice to go to both of them because they are so close to They're each pretty other. Pretty close, yeah. Um, you can really walk between the two. Yeah, I've done it before. Uh, I really like Right Proper in the city proper. Um, you mean the brew pub? Yeah, well, both of them. We'll okay. go to either okay. one because right. um, we're kind of not far from either of them now in Trinidad. Yeah. Right. I mean, in terms of driving, like it's pretty equidistant. But I like how they're doing some different stuff. And yeah, I kickstarted their uh, their winery thing or, or his mm-hmm. winery thing. The, right. the owner there, what is it, Hypernaculum? Yep. Um, but, I mean, in terms of in the area generally, we are big fans of Aslan. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Just so you know, like Julie, like got a big grin on her face when he said Aslan. So we spend way too much money at Aslan. Yeah, but it's all worth it. I feel you know they basically do sours and IPAs and stouts really, really well. And mm-hmm. there's been few times that we've been disappointed. I think with their level of experimentation, it's hard to hit it out of the park every single time. Sure. So there's a there's like been one or two where we. Mm-hmm. Have been like, ah, oh, this isn't our favorite from them, but generally it's been worth the money. And we have uh, two friends, my, one of my best friends from middle school on, um, they just got engaged last summer, mm-hmm. and we were very much a part of like helping my friend Jason, j- shout out Jason and Tammy, uh, get there, uh, you know, have get engaged. And part of that was he really wanted her to have Aslan beer because she's such a big fan of it. So I like took off work on a Thursday afternoon <laughs> and drove out there and like picked up like case. I picked up like a case for them, and, like, two cases for us. It's <laughs> based on what his list was that he wanted. And, you know, we had it cold and like ready for them in Rock Creek Park. And they just sort of like happened upon this. Yes. Well, he area. proposed first, and then they had a picnic that we had set up with Aslan beer. Aww. Right. So it's it's got a little fun story in our in our friend group, and you know, that's awesome. As well, yeah. All right. 
Well, listen, I want to thank Julie Erickson and Justin Berlin for joining me today. This has been a fun conversation. Thank you so uh, much. I really appreciate y'all yeah, coming in. I hope listeners have enjoyed uh, this sort of, you know, just general people who love beer kind of take on the DC Beer Show. It's not something we do often enough, I think. So thank you guys so much for yeah. being here. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, for listeners, us. for listening. 